Good morning, everyone. This is the ArcLight Insights Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 7. We have a new host starting this week, Minnie Manlow. How are you doing? Good, man. How are you? Doing good. How was your week? Fantastic. I'm looking at a four-day weekend coming up. So excited for that. That's good. That's good. Gora, how are you? Hey, yeah, not bad. Um... Pretty standard week. A lot of fencing, so hands are pretty sore. Uh, gets to you after a while, if you haven't been doing it. Uh, one more week, and then I've got a week off. So, looking forward to that. Hopefully it falls during the, the beta test relaunch. Mm-hmm. Tosi, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I watched the High School Musical a couple of days ago. Uh, for the first time ever, and I'm so excited. Great movie. Uh, by the way, Gora, what is fencing? Oh, like building a fence to keep Oh, sheep. Oh, yeah, yeah, but isn't that a word for also like the, this sort of sword fight? Yes, it's two oh, words yeah, so in I English. Was confused. The, <laughs> same word for two different activities. All right. It was building a fence while fencing. <laughs> that would last be but not least, Spanner. Our fearless leader. How are you doing today, Spanner? Hello, everyone. Nice to see you all again. Nice to have Mini Manlo here to uh, support us as well with the podcast. Now I really want to have a mental image of uh, Goragraph fencing. And (laughs) 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 I would love to see that. Um, Yeah, uh, great to spend time with you guys again and uh, to discuss uh, Arclight Rumble. Sorry, I thought we were here to discuss High School Musical. (laughs) <laughs> we can do that after the the recording <laughs> wait till you see high school musical 2 it'll blow your mind for real <laughs> no i don't know <laughs> no, i was i was getting kind of hyped for a second there <laughs> uh this week we had uh two articles come out as we all know that the servers went down uh getting ready for the relaunch of beta with the new updates So two articles we will be discussing today, one about PvP and one about PvE. The first article, uh, the PvP article, you guys know how I feel about PvP, but I think I'm going to have to uh, start playing and I'm sorry that I'm going to have to beat a bunch of you guys here in the podcast once the game comes back up. Wishful thinking. Does anybody want to just... Good luck. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So with the release of uh, 0.9.5, they are making some changes to PvP to help introduce players to the battle system and better prepare them to jump into an action-packed PvP chaos. So you guys all read this article. Who wants to volunteer to give us the first impressions of what you got from it? Um, So first, if um, people remember, the last uh, major update was around the PvP rework, so it's interesting to see um, another PvP changes coming through here. Uh, These are more like um, changes to the existing system itself without changing the base system uh, to just help make it a little bit smoother entry level for new players coming into the game, which is really good to see. So they've got match quality 
Uh, we recognised that new players could get matched against veteran players, especially in the early ladder. We're taking steps to address it until players reach silver. All their armies will be capped at level 1, and their honour level calibrates for their introductory games. So this is good to see, um, as people might remember, the cap in PvP is level 7, which is from a level 1 uh, base um, from owning the mini, and then 3 levels from their talents, and then 3 levels from the Valor slots. And so a level 7 mini versus level 1 is on average 70% more powerful. So hopefully the this change will make it smoother. Obviously it will make it smoother for uh, bronze and silver. And then once you hit par gold, it will be up to level 7 matchmaking. So I'm thinking maybe they might need to cap gold at like level 4. But we'll have to see how it goes. So, looking at the article, it reads that it's when you hit silver is when the armies aren't capped anymore. It mm -hmm. says until players reach silver. So that's after you reach bronze, yeah, or true. leave bronze, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are right there. Sorry. Um, maybe silver, we'll have to see cap silver of level 4 or something. But we'll have to test that once the game comes back out. So this is obviously a great change because um, the last thing you want is new players to start PvP journey getting stomped by armies uh, much more powerful than themselves. They will probably still lose uh, a bigger percentage of games than they win versus people like us that were fortunate enough to participate in beta. But it won't be as dramatic and it won't be like a, a frustrating experience to people out there. Uh, I cannot see any of us disagreeing that this was a good change for the game. So the one thing I want to point out is uh, they reduced the skulls needed to enter PvP uh, from 12 to 8, which means we can get into PvP faster. Uh, my, my concern there is if they try to bunch up too many unlocks too early, some people might get overwhelmed. I know we talked a little bit about this in our last podcast. Having too much going on on the screen right away before you actually learn the mechanics and learn what's going on. I'm I'm wondering how many other things are going to be unlocked that soon. People getting overwhelmed is what I'm worried about because there's many games out there that just throw so much stuff at you on the screen that it kind of is a turn off. Yeah, I I agree with Tap. There is a, a to be fair, is a fine line there to balance because it's either you take the risk of people uh, leaving the game because they think there is not much to do because they did they were not exposed to all the available content early on, or on the other side of the spectrum, like Tap said, you can also overwhelm them, overwhelm them with too much choice. So people start to get confused what they should be focusing on first. So I don't envy them as developers to have to make these decisions because you always lose a little bit one way or another. Um, so level one was a mini shop. Uh, level five, first leader. Level seven, guilds. Level nine, quests. Level 10, army slot upgrade. Level 12, PvP. Level 14, conquest. Levels 15 and 17, uh, army slot upgrade level 22 was dungeons 
Level 30 was talents, and level 60 is raids, which aren't in the game yet. So, I wanted to touch on the honor level calibration from introductory matches, um, and how your armies are capped at level 1 until you hit silver. So, in a game like League of Legends, you have 10 placement games before you get your rank, and that kind of sounds like what the uh, introductory games are, and how your honor calibrates. My question was, in all of these games that have matchmaking, you can get paired up and down based on how well you're doing. So if you're a bronze player that's doing really well in your placement matches, and you get paired into someone who's silver, how does that work? Will your minis be brought up to where theirs are? Will theirs be squished down back to level 1? I don't, I don't know what happens when you pair with someone outside of your bronze bracket. Oh, that's a good question. I think that doesn't happen. I'm not sure it takes that long to reach silver, so I'm I don't know how many uh, how much of the considerations they had regarding that matchmaking. Uh... I'm thinking currently maybe you do PvP up until silver, and then stop. Wait till you get to dungeons and talents and get some extra levels, and then go back to PvP. Yeah. Yeah. So can can you see that people will be climbing up to silver, then start to lose intentionally, go back to like zero, and then climb back up? So I don't know that that will make a difference because when you're in bronze, you're it doesn't matter if you've like intentionally been placed there or not. You're still level one with minis. I think the issue only comes when there's a bronze player that is doing well and gets paired up against someone higher because they are doing well. And then how, I guess my question is just how does the game handle that? Because in theory, in... I would think only bronze players would be paired with bronze and silver with silver and so on. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like uh battlegrounds, Hearthstone battlegrounds. Like once you hit a certain rank, you you're locked in that rank i guess i guess we'll find out how long it takes to get to silver and uh and if it's gonna be something that's actually going to be impact impactful in the game uh if they need to fine-tune the matchmaking to that uh, level where if a player is getting too many wins is automatically matched against against a player in a higher bracket i cannot see them Matching a, a a player with level one capped army against uh, a higher le- a level army just because that player is doing very well, but I cannot say that is completely excluded from the game. I don't think it will it will be that detailed, to be honest with you guys. Oh, the last paragraph in the article says um, we've improved our reward structure and giving away more rewards. So that means uh, we've improved the honor track to make it more straightforward and polished. There are now three rewards per rank instead of one. Uh, Rewards can be claimed right on the track and players will see a badge when unclaimed rewards are waiting for them. Um, So I don't really know what they mean by rewards can be claimed right on the track, but overall I gotta say I like getting more stuff. Uh, What about you? Absolutely. Free stuff is awesome. More XP, more gold, more units, more fun. (laughs) (laughs) More chaos. 
<laughs> more chaos. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just happy because uh, it means that uh, Top Snap will actually PvP now because they have some extra rewards there. Otherwise, we wouldn't even see him there. <laughs> I like these changes. Um, I think they're definitely a step in the right direction. It's like two, three steps in the right direction. Um, and I th we'll have to test through it, but I think they might be a little bit more polish needed. But we'll have to see how it goes once we get the beta back in our hands. Because actually testing it is going to be a lot different than just reading off this, um, you know, short update. I do like the extra rewards. It, the PvP that I did play, I felt like there was a lot of games and grinding you had to do just to get that small reward. I think having the three rewards uh, per rank is better, depending yeah. on the reward. If they just take that reward and, and cut it down into thirds, then yeah, we get a little bit each time. But hopefully they rework a lot of different things the shop everything and then the rewards actually feel like a reward yeah i hope i hope the rewards are three different things uh, i have noticed that you don't really get cold by doing pvp so it will be cool if one of them was an experienced chest one was a gold and the ultimate dream if one of them was a cosmetic item but i don't think we reached that stage just yet so as for the second article, which came out on the 4th of May, uh, now they address the PvE changes, and I'm going to get Mini Malo there to go through it with us. Okay, so it says, Go toe-to-toe -to -toe against your foes with some high-impact PvE action. We've made campaign improvements, updated feature unlocks, and more. So under the campaign section, it says a faster campaign journey means players get into the chaos sooner. So we've made some changes such as streamlining early missions, unlocking many features earlier in the player's journey and more. The progress tracker now advances for any map victory. I love that. Uh, zones now advance one level per zone instead of two. And then new zones, Hinterlands and Darkshore have been added. I love the the progress trap are now advancing for any map victory because being able to do your arc light surges and get progress for your daily quest that's going to be a great change so okay so just quickly the way i see it uh, we had 13 zones or so and because they were jumping at two levels each and elvin forest doesn't give you as much you will total to 25 but now if we jump only one level per zone and we have 15 zones it means that uh in my view, the bosses of Blackrock area will now be around level 15, 16, because it's 15 zones, one level per zone. Which means that potentially uh, Onyxia could be a bit lower, uh, because it would then they will make the gap even bigger between uh, 15, 16 to uh, 30. So it would make sense if Onyxia is brought down a little bit, and I can predict that uh this is just speculation but i can predict that now onyxia will be way easier to kill because let's say that onyxia is level 20 it will be much easier for us to uh, have an army level to challenge a level 20 onyxia than it was in the past to to challenge a level 30 onyxia so i think this is what's going to happen so if that's the case why would they want us to get through the pve so fast um, and, for, and then with just PvP after that, unless 
the raids show up. Unless there's something that we don't know yet. Like having PvE go that fast if that's the correct levels. I I feel like the people are gonna run out of things to do. Yeah. Um I can only imagine that raids and all this kind of content, there will be the new Onyxia. There will be probably a gap now between the end of the PvE campaign and the raids, which will now be, that will be the grind phase. And I think probably they realized that uh, people that were getting stuck on bosses like the Devil Soul Queen or Sisters of Astronar, uh, the people were not too keen to keep banging their head against the wall and they were just probably leaving the game. So they made it so it's faster and uh, if you get stuck in a boss it's way easier to level your army and be able to conquer that boss because the the difficult bosses will have a lower army level now and i think it's i think this change is to do with player retention more than anything else but this is just the way i see it i could be wrong i think you're pretty spot on with it i think it's all about player retention having more streamlined experience in the pve campaign not hitting giant walls that you have to grind pvp for a week to be able to beat a boss like it's kind of designed to help you get through a little quicker yeah because let's think about it uh if you get stuck in a boss and quit the game in the beginning that's zero revenue for them right but if you are feeling that you are on a roll just killing pv boss one by one and you see your army growing and you just everything is going smoothly you are more likely to get excited about the game and to spend some money in the shop and then if you run out of pve campaign uh, after a week the money is already spent so then it will be more bearable for them that you are there grinding until you get to raids or whatever but if the grind starts early it's obviously less likely that people will be emotionally invested in the game and willing to spend and see their armies grow but that's how i see it um, I just remembered something. I remember reading an article. Uh, this is before beta even came out, so it must have been like a um, reviewer getting a even earlier copy than um, like uh, I played. I remember reading that he said he leveled up through the um, all the different zones, and it was nice, seamless, and didn't feel like there was much grinding. And I think he said he got basically to the second last zone or something. This is like a while ago. And then when I got beta, I found that I was hitting walls a lot more than he said in his article. So maybe they've sort of gone back to what could have been their more original design. So it was a bit smoother the whole way through. Maybe they did find a lot of people in the um, beta wave invite from when it first went out. A lot of people did drop off, and I do know of one person from uh, my WoW raiding guild um, back a few years ago uh, who got in just through luck, being an Aussie as well. And they quit, I think, maybe midway through, just because it, they started to get hit bottlenecks. So now is the exciting part, which is actually, at least for me, the new zones, uh, Hinterlands and Darkshore. I don't think any of us would be unhappy that they had the, the zones. They were much needed, so we have a, mo a smooth experience with more content, 
more maps available uh, between the start of the PvE campaign and eventually higher level content such as Onyxia. Are you excited specifically about these zones or is that what you were expecting? Is there something you want to add about the choice of zones here? So I've just pulled it up on Wowpedia. Uh, the Darkshore region is named after the old mist that tends to blanket anything. Uh, it is mostly shunned by the Night Elven race. Many attempts have been made to settle the land, but all had fallen to failure, in fact. Um, Amber Dine was the only stronghold in the region. Um, there's several Wildkin and Moonkin that have also lived in the area for centuries. It'd be interesting to see which bosses or leaders, yeah, bosses they put in for this area. So I'm guessing there might be like a Moonkin, mm -hmm. which would be interesting. Maybe you'll stab, spam like Starfire star on your enemies, on your minis or something. Starfire, no... just lay away everything down. That would be cool. There's no druid in the game as of now, right? No, so they could add in like potentially the different forms of druids as each of their own individual like minis or leaders. Yeah, that would be cool. So I'm going to put on the screen there on the right side uh, some of the information about the zones. And uh, as we progress talking uh, about the changes in the podcast, you'll have a little slideshow with some of the potential bosses that could be featured in the Hinterlands and also Darkshore. And we'll see if we are right in with some of the bosses that will be showing there. Um, Darkshore will be a bit of a lower level zone and uh, Hinterlands will be a little bit higher probably. Let's say Darkshore will probably be around uh, what it will be like the level 17 or so in the classic uh, WoW progression. Hinterlands is a bit closer to the 40s, something that could potentially be like behind the Angoro zone, for example, um, more or less. Uh, so exciting to see what's going to be there. Um, I don't know a lot about Darkshore because in Classic WoW all the way till I think Legion, I only played Horde, um, which was a ton of fun. No, I think I played Alliance and Moth, but anyway, I don't know a lot about Darkshore. Um, Hinterlands, though, is one of my favorite zones in WoW. Uh, I remember getting there in vanilla WoW when I was like 10 or 12 or something. Um, so I was really young, and I just remember the zone was super wide in level range. Like, you get there like 44, and then there were quests that require level 50 to do. And, I mean, there's a lot that you can do with this zone. They've got trolls, all of the slime caves, all of the, like, the spider areas, uh, if I remember correctly. And then I think there were also some ogres in the zone, too. So, I'm pretty excited for this map. Okay. This is going to be a lot of fun. I just got the map up, um, and just thinking, so with the current, um, like, World of Warcraft classic hardcore blowing up, there's quite a few clips of people dying at the top of the troll city in Hinterlands, <laughs> where there's elite quest. So I'm thinking maybe that will be the final boss for the zone, is that elite troll priestess, or whoever who it is up there at the altar. Yeah. Could yeah, well be. That'll be. So to move on uh, to the features and systems, they made some changes to the quest and XP system, daily rewards and free gifts. So we're changing the current quest rewards and tracked to the daily rewards. 
I, I take this as there's going to be a XP gain into a bar. And as you fill up that bar, you unlock rewards instead of the current uh, system where it's you get three quests and once you're done, you're done. I think this will be able to gain you more rewards and as you play the game longer. Uh, this will provide players with credit for completing campaign missions, conquests, PvP matches, the surges, and quests. So all this all this content gets funneled into the daily rewards as you do them. Uh, as they look into the XP and tuning the paths to make quests more lucrative by lowering the quest gap and adjusting XP tables. So I'm guessing they're going to make the leveling the minis faster if they're adjusting the XP tables. Yeah, but also, it, do I read this right that now uh, we pretty much had almost unlimited quests every day? Uh, there was like one person or something I heard that actually played so many quests in that day that the game stopped that person. Everyone else, we never had issues to do quests. Um, do I read this right that now it is actually possible for you to reach a, an, an amount of quests that the game won't let you do it anymore? Because it's say lowering the quest cap, does that, does that actually mean that now you are limited to only do a certain amount of quests per day? Maybe. The quest cap was ridiculously high previously, <laughs> so lowering it could still be, like, the average person is not going to reach that quest cap. So maybe, but it might not affect any any of us. Yeah, that will be more respectful of people's time and more casual player friendly, that you actually, instead of be able to do 200 quests per game, you can, let's say, do 20 or 30 and they give you more uh, rewards per each one um this okay. seems again to me that the game is slowly nudging you towards a more pvp component than pve because um this is once again another small reduction potentially of the pve content available and it looks like they are investing more and more on pvp i don't know if you guys feel the same way I don't want to start a lengthy discussion about it when we are in the middle of the top reading the, the changes there, but I don't know if you see it the same way, guys. You bite your tongue. If they add more PvP, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> Does anyone feel the same way? That the, the game uh, was mainly a PvE game in the beginning, according to some of the posts that we could read, but it looks like the PvP compa component is weighing more and more with this uh, patch. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it was a PvE game in the beginning. We had one of the devs in Discord tell us that they were balancing around PvE before PvP. So, I mean, I think that's pretty good confirmation. But with all the changes they're making, it feels like they are switching over to more of a PvP playstyle. Uh, even though we are still missing raids, and that could be a large portion of the end game. We won't know until they're here. Yeah, I think it's easy to get that perception that PvP is getting more important now because, like, let's say in a couple of months when we have the next update and it's going to be all raids, then we might think they switch back to PvE. So 
I think it's really hard to say uh, what the devs' main focus is <laughs> until we have the final product. No, that's fair. It, it could also be that they found there was a loss of players um, when they hit PvP after so many games. And so they're trying to smooth out the PvP now because it's already in the game and get that to be more player friendly. I find it funny when I played World of Warcraft that I hated raiding and did more PvP and it's opposite here. That surprises me. I did not PvP in World of Warcraft and strictly PvE'd. So that's really funny that I'm excited about PvP and we're opposites. Yeah, same. In World of Warcraft, I barely PvP'd because I was so bad at it. But now that is mostly just by dragging units on a, on a map with a finger. It's much more bearable now and uh, I'm actually enjoying PvP a bit more in this game. So they made some changes to the Arc Light Surge, uh, the dual families. I, I know I found this a little frustrating getting two families and minions that made it very difficult to beat a map. It looks like they're changing that up to feature two leaders from different families that synergize with each other, which would make things a little bit easier when it comes to that arc light surge. And then we have the big red button is a new feature that allows players to refresh the grid. Um, I know there's been some back and forth what this big red button actually does, but I believe I read somewhere where this red button actually can allow for bonuses. That's a little bit farther down in the article. Uh, improvements have been made to the free great gift. I like this because if you can't log in every few hours to get the gift, um, you don't max it out. You don't max out your rewards. Now it can build up over the next 24 hours and actually accumulate. So you don't have to log in every few hours to get it. You can wait the full 24 hours and get it all at once. The free gifts can proc higher rarity with coins and the big red button bonus rewards. Uh, for the daily reward that accumulates up to 24 hours, it will also continue to accrue after the 24 hours, but more slowly. Uh, as for how much more slowly, we don't know. It just says slowly, so that'll be something we'll have to test. Yep, it's definitely helpful for more casual players. They cannot log in all the time. But ultimately, if they keep the same amounts of gold, it's kind of inconsequential because when you reach higher levels like we were already in beta, that 20 or 30 gold is actually not that significant. But any every little helps. So it's good that um, people that cannot log in all the time do not completely miss out on these rewards. So what do you guys think about the big red button? I know before to refresh the grid, you kind of had to buy something and kind of line up the things you didn't want to buy so they would rotate out of the grid. It sounds like the big red button now lets you refresh the whole grid without buying anything, but how much does that cost? Does it just cost gold? Does it cost uh, honor, valor, or whatever to refresh that? Because with that refresh button now, you can get a bonus uh, rewards. Uh, in the line of maybe more XP or things along that line. What do you guys think that big red button 
is going to do and make how how is that going to make refreshing the grid better or worse maybe it's some sort of once a day feature <laughs> where you just press it and it refreshes all of the all of the spots so i agree with toasty i think it's either going to be on a cooldown like a 24 hour cooldown or maybe it's going to cost gold after the first free one um but i was thinking about the bonus rewards you could get and this is just like totally uh, a speculation but maybe the bonus rewards is you know when you buy things in the shop there's always empty spaces maybe the bonus reward is that when it refreshes the shop it fills in those empty spaces with different xp boosts or maybe just more units and talents to pick from yeah i agree there's got to be a cup because otherwise you could literally get the full all the units in the game on on day one because you would just let's say that cost 50 gold to to um refresh the to press the big button because to move one unit was 10 gold so i would say probably if they make if they charge you gold for this it, it's probably something in the region of 50 to 100 gold something like that so you could literally just uh buy the pouches and the bags of coins and you could you could buy a bunch of units straight away not maybe not all on day one because you have gold limitations but you could get all the units that you need to your key units uh, to use in your decks on day one very easily uh, if it's unlimited so we'll see unless it's very expensive unless the bottleneck yeah. is that is very expensive that was my thought. Well, I don't know that it'll actually work like this, but when I envisioned the big red button costing money, I imagine the first one was free, and then it kind of worked like Talents and WoW, where how you reset them every time it gets more and more expensive, and then like every 24 hours when you would get that new free one, it would just lower the gold amount by one level. Well, this could also be a good way to uh spend your valor points because at some point you run out of a way to spend your valor you you buy everything and then it's just sitting there maybe this could be a way to uh start using that valor up that you don't use that is true however by the time that you unless you're focusing only on one deck by the time you usually run out of applications for valor is usually the time that you start to run out of units and talents to buy in the shop because you have them all so i'm not sure if uh, i'm not sure if refreshing would be that advantage advantageous there since all you could do is just to buy that 50 gold uh, experience boost to the units so i don't know if it will be worth to be refreshing that over and over just to choose which units you want to be spending 50 gold on experience but i guess we will see I was maybe thinking if it's like uh, a gold gold uh, to push the big red button, it'll be free. First push, second push will be 50, second 100, 150, 200, etc. And eventually you get to the point during that day where it's like 500 gold to reset the um, grid, which is probably not really worth it at all by that stage. And then the next day comes around that will reset back to the free push and then start at 50 gold again 
Like you can very quickly blow through a lot of gold if you're spamming that button, if they do it like in that way. Uh, or they could have a number of buttons to use. So you have a gold reset button, a Valor, and maybe like um, one for PvP on or something like that. But just as a side note, I never ever got that 50 gold after the update. <laughs> I, I, I got it a couple of times. Yeah. Never, not once. I only got 20s and 30s. It's a... <laughs> Loser. It's a... It's a... It's based off your total gold. It's a debuff they put there for people that got better months before anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it wouldn't have mattered in the end because you, you would lose all your gold anyway. <laughs> so, the one big change to the interface is that now you can filter the minis by trait. I I don't know about you guys, but I think this is a huge improvement. There's many times where I was clicking on minis trying to find a mini that would fit with my Valor slot. Um, this I think this is a huge uh, improvement to the interface. Yeah, this is great. Um, I was just thinking when you're starting out, you do your first dungeon, you start getting your Valor slots and you're like, hmm, which one do I pick out of the three? Now you can go and select traits and you can choose the three traits that you have available to you and you can see all the minis with those traits at a glance. So you can have a look and you can go, all right, so there's, you know, 12 minis with um, this trait, uh, five minis with this trait and 15 minis with this uh, third trait. And that could help you uh, choose your traits based on how many minis have those. I think that would be more new player friendly and definitely help the players who don't look up like guides, YouTube videos, things like that. I just think they need to make sure that there's like a little training episode uh, at the start of the game, which clearly explains how this system works and how it can be used in relation to Valor slots. So maybe once at the start of the game, and then again, it goes back over this once you unlock your first Valor slot to choose. I think Gore is spot on in anything, everything he said. Um, and imagine you are a new player. Not everyone is from our generation uh, or have a, and we all have different levels of knowledge about the Warcraft universe. So when you just find accidentally this game in the, in the Google Play Store or whatever, and or somebody suggests it to you, you're not going to be... Uh, looking for arc light base or anything like that you're going to jump into the game you're going to start to play so at some point to realize that you chose a trait that only there's three or four minis with that trait and you could have chosen one that gives you 20 minis with that trait so you just realize that you made a, a bad decision and that's again another point of losing players in the game so this will go a long way to give players agency to make informed decisions regarding which traits they are choosing. So, I agree with Gore there. Fantastic addition to the game. Uh, do any of you want to um, suggest another easy ad addition to the game they could do, like adding traits? Is there anything else that you guys think will be very impactful 
an easy addition to the game that you want to to suggest yourselves? Well, there's the one that everybody wants, and I don't know how easy it is to implement on their side, but being able to change up them traits, not the traits, uh, the Valor slots. Because I know it's frustrating to get stuck on one that you can't use that easily. Like you were saying, like there's some traits that only have four or five minis that you can choose from, which makes it very difficult later in the game to move things around to improve your uh, your builds if you pick the wrong ones. True, absolutely. Toasty, how would you go about that? Uh, what would be the your optimal system for them to use a, a balanced way to every now and again be able to swap your traits i don't i don't really know i think what tap said is probably the the best way so i, I guess they could maybe add some traits to a couple minions like for the for example, the Banshee, I think, only has um, the ranged trait and, of course, Undead. But it, it's really hard for some minis to get some um, fitting Valor slots. So I guess you could maybe add some some Valor slots, uh, some some traits to, to minis. But, yeah, I, I, I'm mostly agreeing with Tap there. We read something that we didn't really touch on too much that I think is a pretty good change. Um, the Arclight Surge dual families being significantly redesigned to be a synergistic army featuring two leaders from different families. Uh, before, I know I've watched people struggle with certain maps, with certain faction combinations, because their army just didn't function. Maybe they needed a lot of flying units for that map, and the factions they had combined for that Arclight Surge only had one or two. Um, so changing this to make those families mesh together more is awesome because no one wants to spend 30 minutes trying to figure out how to beat an arc light surge map. It should be a fun experience that takes a couple of minutes and you should be on your way doing what you want in the game. I don't really, I never had a problem with the dual family surges. I actually, I, I hit a wall with the other with the other search but never with the dual family search so i find it very weird actually but yeah i think you were... maybe that's my personal perception i think you were just lucky there because sometimes you had to go through like 12 minutes before you find one with any anti-air capabilities yeah <laughs> i remember the map with the whelps flying across it and the drake at the end that's the boss and can't remember what it was. It might have been like Horde and Undead or something. So you're trying to cycle through like Abomination, you know, and like high cost units like that that can't attack air just to get like Troll Hunter, who <laughs> then like dies in two hits from a whelp. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember when the Arclight Surges first came out on some of the harder maps, people in Discord were talking about how many attempts they had on certain maps, and it was a large number. <laughs> yeah, that's so. the other point, was if you saw, like, as a high-level zone with the dual families, you were just like, oh no, 
not this. <laughs> but if you got it on a low level zone, like Elwyn, Elwyn was just the cakewalk no matter what combination it was. Just because it's an early zone, it's meant to be easier. Quick question, just on the subject. Do you guys actually enjoy Arclight Search? Do you think is, is does it, like, do you prefer Arclight Search or Dungeons? Like, does it excite you to, do you look forward to do Arclight Search or are you kind of bored by now? I know that Mini, by the way, guys, Mini Manlo, he doesn't even have better access yet and he creates uh, content for the game. So this is just an example of how people can actually be useful and engage with the game even before they have better. So it is a bit unfair to be asking him this since he didn't have a chance to play. But for the rest of the guys, uh, how do you see the Arclight Surge mode? Uh, with these changes coming where Arclight Surge will go towards your daily rewards, uh, this will probably relieve the biggest pain point for me personally. Uh, I found it like uh, you had to play a lot to complete your five surges for one zone, complete the other five surges for the second zone, then go back and do three PvP or and or uh, quests. Um, that was probably the biggest problem. I do enjoy the surges. Um, I enjoy the gold reward they give even more, but that's kind of what they're there for. Um, but the pain point was having to do them plus your normal dailies, which has now been completely alleviated. So I think I'll enjoy surges more because they do count towards your daily reward. And uh, you also can complete them over two or two days, I think it was, two for the two surge designs. Yeah, it's about two so days. I think yeah. to remember as well mm -hmm. that you don't have to complete 10 surges all in one day. Yeah. It's over two, two and a half days, I think it was from memory. I like the fact that uh, it is going to the daily rewards instead of forcing you to do something you might not want to do. Now you can pick and choose like, oh, I really like this surge. I'm going to do this one today to go to my daily rewards. And then the next one be like, eh, I don't like this one. So I'll do something else to get my rewards. I, I like that option that you can that they put in there now to you can either do it or not and still get all the rewards. Uh, I'm, I was really looking forward to the surges every time they popped up. Um, more than to dungeons. Dungeons was more like, all right, gotta get my valor, and then I was I was like doing it, and I got my valor, and then I was happy that I could put it away. Um, because the, the the big problem for me with dungeons was that it. it these little these little bony that you get in the beginning they never or they, in in most cases they didn't change my strategy i was always using tyrion because the the deck had my highest minis and i was never going for any like fancy poison strategies mm. or or whatever and yeah uh th that was the problem that i had with dungeons so yeah, sur surges surges uh, was uh, really nice, really nice. Very nice. I um, agree with <laughs> very nice. <laughs> I do agree with Josie. The dungeons did get repetitive. Um, I think they need to add some uh, something to break that repetitiveness up a bit. 
interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The dungeons. Problem I found with dungeons is, I did enjoy, like trying to push the level as high as possible. Um, that for me was fun. The problem was that to do that, I would use my highest level army, which is Drac and a lot of the Blackrock minis. And even though they weren't optimal for the fight, they were the highest level, which just was better because then you could push the dungeon level higher, get more valor reward. Hmm. Um, some of the traits that you do get were definitely fun, like, you know, two times poison damage, but all my poison minis were either mid to low levels. So, like, I could have gone and built a poison deck and then gone back to try that. Um, but I think that might have even changed, like, I forgot how it works. Um, but it was just suboptimal to use, like, an underleveled deck in a dungeon because I think the dungeon level remained higher. So I think uh, we covered quite a lot. Uh, the articles are kind of short, but somehow, because we love to talk about the game, we found a way to extend it to a very long podcast here. I would just remind you guys that we also make content outside this podcast. Minimanlo over there, he has a YouTube channel called Arclight Battery, and he does really awesome guides to help people out there. And we're going to leave the links in the description. On top of that, TapSnap, he will be streaming on Twitch once the servers go live. And exciting news, uh, I was talking with Gore recently, Gore Graf, and he's thinking about streaming as well. So I hope to see it happening, and obviously his uh, channels will also be linked in the descriptions going ahead. Uh, Tosti, Tosti doesn't stream at the moment, but uh, we're just trying to get him to bring a camera that works as a, <laughs> as a, as a starting point there. So... Yeah, talking. we're taking donations. <laughs> I have one. I have one YouTube video, and I'm very proud of it. <laughs> All right. So once you get your second video up, we'll put your link in the description as well, Toasty. So Minimal, oh, since yeah. since you are here for the first time, I'll pass the ball to you uh, to say goodbye. And thanks, guys, for uh, watching our podcast. And thank you very much for your time been a great podcast i've had a lot of fun this is my first time here so i was really excited for it um but i look forward to doing many more uh, so see you later and i'll pass it to tap thanks everybody for listening this week i we really appreciate your support hopefully when the game relaunches we'll have a lot more to talk about uh i'm glad that we could add mini i think he's gonna bring a lot to the podcast uh, kind of round us out a little bit more. But thanks for everybody for uh, listening. Gora? Yeah, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in and listening again this week. Uh, great to have Mini on. Um, helps fill out the team a little bit more. Provides some more insight um, and different sp perspective again, which is good to see. And, yeah, hope everyone has a great week. And I'm sure everyone's chafing at the bit for the servers to come back up that have access and all the people that Hopefully we'll be getting access as well from the last uh, wave of invites. And Toasty. Yeah, uh, also from me, uh, thanks for tuning in. It has been a pleasure as always. Um, if you get the chance to play after the reset, uh, have fun, enjoy the game. 
and if not um stay tuned for the next episodes to come and as always be nice to each other online and offline and see you again bye, -bye.